0: Quick disclaimer, the views and opinions expressed in this podcast are provided for informational purposes only and should not be construed as an offer to buy or sell any securities or to make or consider any investment or course of action. For more information, go to bestevershow.com. Quitting your W-2 job is hands down a life-changing event, and I don't necessarily advocate it for other people You have to understand you and what your reasons are for doing this. Welcome to the Best Ever Show, the world's longest running daily commercial real estate podcast. Our hosts interview commercial real estate experts every day to get you the best advice ever with none of the fluffy stuff. Welcome back, best ever listeners, to another episode of Passive Investor Tips. I'm your host, Travis Watts. In today's episode, what we're talking about is leaving your W-2 job and a few things to consider. Now, disclaimers is always never financial advice, not gonna tell you or anyone what to do with your money. So please always seek licensed financial advice when it comes to your own investing. Now, with that top of mind, I've been asked by investors over the years, many, many times over, what was that transition like when I left my W-2 job in the oil and gas industry? Now, most of us, and I'm no exception have a need for certainty. We all have a certain need for stability, certainty, predictability. After all, humans are creatures of habit. And this is especially true for those who may have already been in the workforce as a W-2 employee for decades on end. So if you're considering leaving your W-2 job in pursuit of starting your own company, becoming an entrepreneur, or maybe a full-time investor, as I am, there's six things I want you to consider and be aware of. And the first is having a safety net or a cash cushion. I prefer to have, at minimum, six months of living expenses at all times in cash. Now, that may differ for you. You may want a year's worth. You may want three months worth, or you may just have access to liquidity if you need it. Now, what I mean by that is maybe you've got some money in a money market account or in a brokerage account or from some stocks that you could easily sell and liquefy, or maybe it's through a HELOC, something like a home equity line of credit where you could draw from the equity against your home if you need it. This can provide a lot of peace of mind, and of course, it's a safety net for you in case things don't go exactly as planned for the first several months that you enter into this transition. Number two is to make sure that you've done your research on health insurance. I remember when I was full-time W-2 oil and gas, I was paying roughly $100 a month to have health insurance because the employer was paying the majority of that bill. Now, as i looked into the private sector and how much the same type of coverage was it was north of a thousand dollars per month so certainly a consideration if you haven't thought about that yet and number three is to focus on cash flow whether you're entering into your own business or becoming an investor cash flow is what can help create a stable and more consistent lifestyle Many people who go into business for themselves end up not pulling a salary or paying themselves for a period of years in many cases because they have staff, overhead, startup expenses, and they're looking to reinvest that capital back into the business to help the business grow and expand. So if that happens to be your situation, give that some good thought because six months of living expenses and cash may not be enough in your situation. And to speak to those who are looking to become a full-time investor and you're investing for cash flow primarily, still understand that not every deal that you make is going to outperform or even perform the expectations that you hope for. So I always think about worst case scenarios and I imagine what if my portfolio all of a sudden cut the distributions or pause them for a period of time and my cash flow was reduced by let's say 30%. What does that mean for you? And can you still maintain the lifestyle that you're hoping to achieve? And number four is to consider your credit. Are you going to need your credit in the foreseeable future? See, funny story, when I was W-2 income, I could afford these mortgages, or I should say I I could qualify for these mortgages on these rental properties as I was going along because I had a very healthy W-2 income and very low debt. But when I quit, Turns out I didn't even qualify for the house that I was actually living in already, at least not without the help of a W-2 employee, which happened to be my spouse. So it's definitely something to consider if you think you're going to be moving in the foreseeable future. You think you might be needing a new car or a couple of them. You might want to get those proactively addressed and out of the way before you make Such a life-changing event. You see, lenders love W-2 income. To them, it's the most secure, safe method of being paid. And I remember being in high school. My parents were entrepreneurs. They ran their own shop. They made plenty of money, but they could not qualify for the house that we lived in. So they had to seek private lending and pay higher interest rates compared to what the market was offering because of their self-employment income. So just be aware of that and how it works. And number five is to remember that you can still earn an active income after making the leap see a lot of people assume or think that early retirement or traditional retirement means the absence of work you're never going to step foot again into that active income world and it's just not the case i know plenty of early retirees and regular retirees that maintain a part-time job and not because they can't afford their lifestyle but because they're doing something that they actually enjoy doing but they don't want to do it necessarily on a full-time basis. So maybe you want to write a book or you want to sell courses or you want a podcast or you want a blog. Well, oftentimes these can result in income-producing activities and there's nothing wrong with that. And on that topic, for those of you who may be married, what I often see too as a logical first step for a lot of people is that one partner in the relationship will take the leap of faith and go into business or become an investor or retire in the traditional sense, while the other maintains a W-2 income temporarily for a period of time. That can take a lot of pressure off and it may even help you in regard to the health insurance that we talked about. And number six is to remember you can always go back to working W-2 like you used to do. The average age of retirement here in America is to retire sometime in your 60s. So if you're younger than that, you still have a lot of time compared to what most people are doing anyhow. So maybe you wanna give it a shot, take a leap of faith, try it for a year or so. And if it's not working the way that you planned, you can always go back temporarily to your W-2 so that you can restructure things and try again with a different method in mind. So in a short recap, quitting your W-2 job is hands down a life-changing event. And I don't necessarily advocate it For other people, you have to understand you and what your reasons are for doing this. I know plenty of people that are perfectly content and happy with their W-2 career choice. They intend on working up until their 60s or even later in some cases, and there's nothing wrong with that. But in my situation, there was two things that prompted me to make this change. One was I didn't enjoy the work that I was doing and two i had a burning desire to become a full-time investor that's really who i wanted to be so for both of those reasons in my situation it made sense but you have to do your own due diligence. Thanks so much for listening. You're listening to Passive Investor Tips. I'm Travis Watts. Reach out anytime if I can be a resource or mentor for you. Please like, share, and subscribe. Share these episodes with anyone you think could find value. And the more you engage, the more it helps our algorithm and this channel and videos like this reach more people like you. Thanks so much for being here. Have a best ever week, everyone, and we'll see you